hands And they can have my things when we're dead But we are The Boys Cast. The first podcast exclusively for the boys. One-stop shop for the dogs to get the info. You know what's up. Get all your domes. Lots of things are coming before we start. Come to the shows. We're going to be in Naples, Liberty, Columbus, Kansas City, Omaha, Plano, and Phoenix. So far, more to be announced. All the tickets for those are on sale. And the clips change. Everyone always bugs me to put more clips up, and now we have that. So it's the Boys Cast with Ryan Long YouTube channel as uh, clips, and some of them are kind of popping off. So before we even get into any of that, I think everyone needs to know the big news. I don't know, did you hear? But the hot dog eating competition? No. Oh. Uh, bigger than that. We probably get into the hot dog eating competition, but that pales in comparison to the fact that Andrew Cuomo's daughter has officially come oh, out as yeah. demisexual. That is big news. I, you know, he's because he's such a fucking meatball, too. He goes, Demi, what now? <laughs> when I was, well, I was thinking about that when I was going to sleep. I go, ah, fuck, man. Her sexuality, she hasn't really, you know, because she even said in the article, she goes, when I was in elementary school, I thought maybe I was a lesbian. Then I thought, I was going to maybe come out as bisexual. When I was in high school, she thought she was pansexual. And then she finally found it. She found <laughs> the, She found the one that fit her. Yeah. Sort of like, um, you know, this. you're trying on a, the Cinderella trying on yeah, uh, shoes. Little, yeah, yeah. No, it's like the <laughs> porridge, the, the, the little bear. The little it? bear. And this one was just this, right. This gendered identity was just, just right. right. And demisexual, for those of you who don't know, and we have talked about it a little bit, but I just want to also applaud demisexuality because it's the final component that allows every single girl on the face of the earth to be part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So if you are, <laughs> it is the final one where you go, fuck, I'm not gay. I mean, you would have had that thought problem. Yeah, but, I've never had that problem. Fuck, it's too gay. Not really bi. I don't want to be bi. No. And then finally, out of nowhere, like a superhero for the progressive age. You go, demisexual. demisexual. Isn't it amazing how the pendulum shifts where like all the, you know, queer was such a like dirty, like it was literally like a dirty thing that you call someone. And then now it's just everybody's clamoring. To clamoring. Get on board. They can't wait to be part of the commune. They're like bummed that they're not. Like literally there's women. Who go, they're like. It was driving her nuts. <laughs> yeah. She, she was she was tossing and turning in her bed. I love the idea too that she's now not nuts. She goes, figure <laughs> it out, not nuts. She was tossing and turning in her bed. She couldn't believe her luck when she came across demisexual. Someone came to her and they go, and like in a dream, they go, you're Demi. You're Demi. You know what my favorite part about this kind of shit is? That the whole idea of coming out and why it might be hard, coming out of the closet is gay or whatever, yeah. right? Is that... People are going to look at it weird, right? And they go, you know, people before, they didn't want gay people to get married. That's a real thing. Yeah, for, of course. Yeah, exactly. And that's why- were discriminating. Which is her. why it's hard to come out of the closet, which is why you have to come out of the closet. There is nobody that gives a shit if you're demisexual. Like, there's no guy, like a caricature in Alabama sitting there being like, these fucking demisexuals. These fucking demisexuals, what's next? They're going to be marrying dogs? Yeah. <laughs> love, love, you know, it's all like, love, you know, love Trump's hate or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, there's no demisexual hate. No. So. Though the problem is you can't, you can't hate something you didn't know exists. It's the equivalent of, 
it's it's just kind of thinking you're more important, but the whole thing is trying to be more important. But then on top of that, it's the equivalent of like someone that's into some weird ass shit, like you know Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're kind of sitting there going, "These people fucking hate that I'm the dungeon master and I'm not playing by the normal." <laughs> oh, you're you know you're walking, you're at a bar, and someone bumps you, and you go. Because I'm the fucking dungeon master. They it's literally don't like every me. open mic comedian go triggered. Yeah, like you, go, you oh you you hate that I'm the fucking that I'm not playing by the rules of traditional D and D, and you go what? Yeah, no idea. Ex- did you did you excuse me? I saw a Twitter thread actually about this, and someone. So I guess the whole thing demisexual is like someone made it up on like a Tumblr post ten years ago, as like it was like a joke in some sort of like. Um, not like a uh, like a fan fiction thing. Someone made it up and then it like took off. But like they were like it literally didn't. I mean, I know all these things well, at some point don't exist. I made up. I mean, I I don't know if you know this, but in hockey dressing rooms, they made up being gay as a joke. <laughs> and then that fucking that's how it started. That really, yeah, that's how being gay started. And then one guy in like the hockey dressing room, he's like, "What if we just actually sucked it?" Yeah. And then he liked it, and he was like, "I'm gonna start." Doing yeah, I this. think we're onto something here. Yeah, so th- <laughs> that's how being gay started. It started as a joke in uh, college uh, hockey locker yeah, rooms, hazing amateur hockey locker rooms. Yeah, that was that was the the first gay guy. Do you, do you have any crazy like saw any crazy hockey hazing stuff or heard stories? Yeah, well, when I played hockey, there was like different teams, but me and my group of friends, whenever I played sports, were kind of. Not into you know any of that shit, but there super was super gay shit. Well, there was at my high school. I remember the younger age. They did the thing where they all fucking you know uh, they, legitimately the they put their dicks like tied them to a string, and then the string goes to, with the pucks with, and then they, that's yeah, literally what I was just about to down, say. And then they would throw pucks in the bucket. And then uh, it, it 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 pulls on your dick, no, dude. I was literally about to say, that's dude. Like, if any of my that, my friend shit, played in the yeah. OHL, and that was the craziest. So story the, people did do that shit, but my kind of year or whatever, I think you know whatever. Maybe there was a more people like me on it. They were like, yeah, we're not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a little a more concerned about fucking. Cock. Dude, we were more concerned about you know getting kicked out of places. Yeah, like we, we at the, going. You weren't, to the you weren't super worried about uh, tying tying to the buckets tournament. to your cock. Yeah, I was. I was always against that shit. Not I, a big. I never liked that frat boy shit. The yeah. clothes. Closest I liked that to that stuff was I like jackass. Yeah, but my su- friend told me he would like his first. He was like a rookie in the OHL and Luke literally he's like in the shower and guys would just literally take a shit in their hands and throw it at him. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> it, 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 it. Got a little out of control. It might you might say that the the hazing era. I mean, even in like legitimate U.S. frats, you'll hear girls where the story was they're like. The girl had to fucking tie her legs together, and they put her naked, and she had to crawl around. Oh, it's and like peanut oh, butter. Pretty criminal. If you're she like, wanted to be a part of the sorority, and you're like, "This is fucking. Yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. losers." Yeah, that's a, a, fucking a, gay as shit. It's a bit much. Yeah, you don't have to do that stuff to be a comedian. But the other thing is, there, there's this idea that um, I people always say that. It was just making me laugh because we were making fun of our friend JJ in the chat group, and everyone always talks about how, um, you know, you call people gay as a joke, and they go, well, that's because you hate gay people. And you go, no, no, I have multiple gay friends, and I'm consistently accusing them of being straight. <laughs> everyone I know that I'm gay, you go, you're not gay. You fuck girls, yeah. you fucking straight. Just be out with it. <laughs> Come out. So, okay, we released this Hollywood video today, and I actually have like a, a lot of stuff kind of to go through. I think feel like it was in a bit of an eventful uh, week for fucking the crazies. Oh, yeah. But so uh, we released the Hollywood video this week. And 
so it's been on top of my mind because everyone's talking about it and stuff. But I went to see The Purge, like the new Purge. Like you went to a movie theater? I went to the movie theater. Yeah. It's pr- pretty solid. Cool. And one of the things that movie theaters all have now is they're pretty in- aggressively all uh, have the big comfy seats. They have You're essentially sitting in sofas in most of these movie theaters. I feel like that's caught on in a lot of yeah, places. I like that. I, and it still blows my mind how these movie theaters exist even. Whenever I go to a movie theater in downtown New York, I go... You know this this rent must be two thousand two hundred thousand oh, dollars a month. I mean, I always think I'm like, yeah, like I like you know, there's an AMC near here, like on Second Avenue or something. And you're like, put fucking fifty stories of condos on top of put it. Put fifty it stories seems like of the only condos, way to really make that work. Or you you know a a nightclub. I I just don't get it. Yeah. Do you, wow. How does it happen? You. In your I mean, opinion. considering like I don't even know the last. What's the? I mean, I guess I spent twenty dollars. Fast, fast and the Furious makes them a lot of money. You how much money? Who's funding these places? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And they go, everyone always I mean, says literally the concessions. Whole... They go, they make money on concessions. I go, yeah, my popcorn was eight bucks. Yeah. Huh? I mean, it costs four cents. But, um, well, it's the the whole AMC thing with the stock market. Like, it's actually an insane thing because they were almost bankrupt. And then because everybody bit, like made the share price of AMC go higher. And then they just sold a bunch of money. And all of a sudden, AMC went from almost bankrupt to like, we have like $2 billion in just cash right now. Yeah, but... Okay, so, so now they, they have a lot of cash. Yeah, they're not going to make so it. It's not, profitable no, not profitable business model. I think it was, yeah, even before COVID, they were, you were hearing Dude, a lot can you imagine that. looking at it? Okay, so imagine some of these places in, in a fucking high end, you know, maybe yeah. one of the ideas is, it I'll tell be, you one yeah. thing, they just lose money in uh, yeah. metropolitans and make it everywhere else, but they need the, they just want to be there. They have metro- to be there, for sure. They got to be yeah, there. Yeah, there's a very real chance of that. Like a lot of stores, you know, will have their flagship, like, Times Square store. That's, they're losing, they're money losing tons on that. of money. Yeah. Well, that's every time I go to these places, I go, I go, this is not a possibility. If I went, dude, we look at fucking, you know, places for studios. They go, here's a little like one bed, one, one uh, studio apartment, 2,500 bucks in a decent location. Okay. Yeah. And then you go, okay. And you go, okay, so I need a business that can make 2,500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. These places, $200,000. Although, go, what, what were you going to do here? You go, how about this? We pay a huge amount of money for movies. And then we'll have eight people at a time watching them. <laughs> I mean, I say but one. They'll buy popcorn from us. One assumption, though, which maybe makes it a little better, is maybe AMC bought that piece of they own that thing outright. And they well, bought- they do, but still, that's still opportunity cost, the, right? Yeah, they could. You're just saying maybe. Okay, whatever. That's less relevant. <laughs> no, no, it's not a good business. It was a bad business before COVID. Now they're like, we need everybody eight feet apart. And, although I guess you don't need that anymore. So. The, it kind of feels like with, you know, the Hollywood, uh, <laughs> by the way, I remember how the Holocaust line was yours and I go a little white. You said that yeah. everyone was like, no, the Hollywood definitely would have made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you people wouldn't like that line. <laughs> I go, people would go, oh, they go, oh yeah, Hollywood doesn't want to make a Holocaust film. <laughs> people weren't happy with that one. <laughs> I said, they haven't made one in a while. I'm telling you, you pitched it now. I they, think, I like, think you're to, right. Right now they would be like, you know, it's been done. It's just the casting thing. They go, we would straight up have to have, like, they would have to have a way that they don't have an all white cast. Yeah, that's well, the Dun- problem so Dunkirk, that Dunkirk, I'm pretty sure it's Dunkirk. Uh, I remember watching it. If anybody's seen it, you can correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's Dunkirk or some movie like Dunkirk, where because it's obviously all white people because it's World War II, and then there was one scene where there was one black guy. Yeah, and like I, it must have been like an artistic choice where they go, we're gonna like put. 
Dude, they have a fucking the new movie. They have the guy, and it was like nineteen, you know, eighteen sixty or whatever. And they made the the princess like well, Bridgerton, yeah, yeah, Br- yeah, yeah, Bridgerton. They're like, we're gonna do this, but all black. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I mean, cool, yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, whatever, that's fine. But the I, I mean, almost, if they're gonna do that, and like you know, if they have the idea, we're gonna make them vampires. And I was like, oh, well, that's not. That I just much don't crazy. like the you know. My biggest problem is the the remakes and the because it's like they just don't have an original idea, mm-hmm. and it's all this laziness and. It's almost like Hollywood, you know, and ever Hollywood's been the fucking problem since the start. Like, I think one of the best points is Hollywood being like, oh, you know, we we didn't want to put Bruce Lee out because like everyone's too racist for this. And then they put him out and everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. And they'll kind of say the same thing about other celebrities. They go, ah, I don't think people are ready for this. And they put him out and everyone like, no, everyone goes, we're not ready. You th- no one's as racist as you think we are. Yes. Yeah. You're it's just, like, just kind of projecting. Listen, you guys aren't ready for this. You're too racist. And everyone's like, we're not that racist. Yeah, go, we love but Kung Fu. They're trying to will racism into existence the same way. So this movie, it's like a caricature of what they think, you know, the people in the South are, right? Uh-huh. And they're tr- it basically reminds me of Hollywood's trying to will like sexism and Islamophobia into existence is basically the same way that they try to will Jim from the office and Justin Long into being an action star. <laughs> yeah. It's like they've been, they've, they have a history of being like, this is what we want to do. And you go just jam in the square peg in a round hole. Yeah. It's like someone just, they just make their whole life's work and their job to just be like, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, I'm it's telling like, you. It's like aliens came down and they told them what this world's like. And they go, dude, Half the country, they are so fucking racist. <laughs> and they go, got it. I'll write that. It's funny, too, because then you think it's some sort of meaning to be like, do we really want to alienate half the country with this movie? Well, they uh, think that the half the they, in their minds, half the country right now is like pre- prepping their kerosene for their cross burning. Right, right. Like so that's they go, they, they, they're, they're not even <laughs> going to these movies. Yeah, they going to movies. They're prepping to, you know, for the race. war. Like, that's how they see it. So <laughs> race wars are coming. But the bur- it's so fun. So the purge was, you know, kind of a should have been a one time pop to begin with. But they what made, number are they on? <laughs> they uh, made more than Fast and Furious. But they, I don't know how many they were. They stopped giving them numbers. Like this was called like Just, the purge, like re- reset or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what. But it was they don't they stopped giving them names like that. But the the premise and they essentially they revamped it and they they went hard on like today. Where they go because of Trump, basically, there's so much division. So they, they, we, we need another purge because that's the way that people will calm down. Like, so they, they tried to shoehorn their purge into oh, essentially what today's like, political class Was there is. anybody in a MAGA hat? No, they didn't. They didn't Not, make like, it. They that don't on go the like, nose, yeah, I don't okay. think, but maybe they did. I can't really remember, but. Or like a red hat where you like. But the best part was so they do the purge and the purge ends and everyone in the purge goes, we're not done purging. This purge goes on forever. And the gist of it was because all the white people decided that this is the forever purge because we need to get rid of fucking Mexicans. <laughs> so the purge <laughs> is over, but everyone's, you know, everyone's getting together. And it's like, you know, Confederate, like South will rise again kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the gist of it is we need to take our country back by purging. And... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so this is the forever purge and whatever. This but is, I thought the whole point of the purge was that it's like the government allows it for a day. It's well, legal. there is an undertone of some of the people in the movie that are kind of like, 
you don't understand. The government wants you to fight. And they were they were like, we don't care. We're the, you know, yeah. we're here to cleanse. We're just fucking racist to the core. You know, they had a guy walking around with a swastika tattoo on his head. Just being oh, like, yeah, no yeah. more Mexican. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the kind of this is the kind of stuff that's happening. And that I'm like, whatever. I, I'm watching this being like standard. They're shoving it down your face. I don't even care. if. It, honestly, when I go to the movies, I don't even care if it's good or bad. I just like going. Yeah. But. The funny part that was, I go, these people is Mexicans. I mean, they're, they're doing the <laughs> Mexican movie makers. The, yeah. The, no. So what happens was they basically, because the America's got so bad because of all the purging, they need to go try to be uh, refugees in Mexico. So Mexico goes, we're going to open up our border to let a few people in because America's gotten oh, so bad. Fuck so off. they. <laughs> <laughs> so the news comes on and they go, these dreamers. Uh, no. <laughs> they call the American dreamers. I would literally be in the movie theater being like, fuck off. Like, I would be audibly so, just like, So the Mexican off. government is deciding how many dreamers they're, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to let in because America is such a shithole, right? So the Americans become the refugees into Mexico and Mexican government decides to, how many they're going to take refugee. But here's the best part. We're in like some sort of artistic dark age right now. <laughs> At least for movies. What the fuck is this? Yeah. So even better than that, and this is my favorite part by far, is so all of the people, are, including the Mexicans, are fleeing back to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And they have the people that are, uh, you know, the, the coyotes bringing people to Mexico, right? <laughs> so all the Mexicans that are in this guy's group, they're, they're there trying to get back to Mexico. But the racists who were trying to kill the guys want to kill them before they get to Mexico. It's, and you, freedom. it's basically like the Underground Railroad. It's like the opposite. It's like they're trying to get to Canada and the slave masters are trying to kill them. Right, but that, they weren't trying to kill them. The premise was we want them back in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the premise is like, we want our country to be, you know, white again. That's yeah. the whole idea. We have too many Mexicans here. As this starts happening, the Mexicans and some white people are like, we're fleeing back to Mexico. And they go, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> so these people are trying to get to Mexico before the white supremacists who live in Houston. Do they maybe want them dead more than they want them in Mexico? Well, th th allegedly they do. Yeah. But why would that be the case? when they're, they, Why would you not? Okay, so we're in a big city. They go, we're going to get rid of all the Mexicans. Half the Mexicans go, we're going back to Mexico. Instead of being like, okay, solved on that front. <laughs> this movie had probably 400 <laughs> rewrites. Like every time something in the news cycle was like, how do we like shoehorn this in? And you're like, oh yeah. You know, like, and you're like, then you shoehorn it in. You're like, this makes all this other stuff not make sense now though. And you're yeah. like, yeah, whatever. That, that, this movie got, and every time they rewrote it, they added a new thing that fucking, you know, wrecked the whole rest of the movie for sure. And then they would just be like, what if we just say that line? There was all sorts of lines. Yeah, that didn't just make single sense. lines. You know, like they'd just be driving in the car and the, the Mexican guy would be like, you know, we need to get to safety. And the white guy would be like, maybe racists shouldn't be together. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the protagonist white guy, too. Is this 84% like, 80, of Google users like this movie. Oh, not, yeah. <laughs> not, not good reviews, though, across the board. But you know what? You know how there's that whole thing where, like, Rotten Tomatoes, with all the yeah. movies that are, like, the woke movies, and they get, what is it, really high Rotten Tomato scores? All the and, then, and then they... It's like the Bo Burnham are. special, where the, the people are just, like... This is average across the board. Yeah, the people just open their mouth for movies like this to jizz in it. They're like, The Purge finally takes on social issues. What The Purge was lacking in awareness, they have finally... 
the pur- the purge finally opens its eyes. So when you see this shit, and then bad. you have actors, uh, and every movie was some version of this. I watched the preview, like they're all this kind of shit, right? But it's so funny. These Hollywood people just live in this dream world, and then you, you know, you hear these pe- the Hollywood people come out and talk and say their opinions, and a lot of there's this idea where people go back and forth on the idea of like whether Hollywood people or athletes should be able to talk, right? They go this dumb athlete or whatever, or mm-hmm. this dumb thing. And w- so when you go, oh, just because it's an actor doesn't dismiss them or whatever, but like it, it a little bit does where you go, this person got really famous for something different and now they're trading in that capital so they could tell you their opinions. Yeah. Whereas this person, whether you like it or not, got popular from saying their opinions. I mean, for sure. Like, But, like, there is a fucking difference. But a lot of times, too, when people get mad at, you know, some actor for giving his opinion, it's they're mad at him for giving the opinion that contrary to the one you hold. That's, of course, true. And vice versa. And you then know? The, so it's on like, both sides, as soon as... Literally, they'll be like, Patricia Arquette could suck a dick, and then Kevin Sorbo's like, Trump's sick, and they're like, these actors yeah, nailed they, yeah, it. Yeah, they go, they need to step up more. And you're like, <laughs> shut up. You're like, you just like hearing your own opinion said, and you don't like somebody going against your opinion. Right. Yeah, it's like... Obviously. And then, yeah, you take a... You know, like, look, if LeBron James all of a sudden was like... Donald Trump is the greatest president so this country has ever had. Instantly, everybody would be like, get out of your fucking lane. That's right, LeBron. Yeah, of course. Like, you know. Did, uh, so Matthew McConaughey, he's a funny one for me because, like, I, I don't actually think he's, like, that stupid. But it's just, like, he's so, he just seems like a guy that took so much fucking acid. Yeah, he's, he's out there. He's out there. So it's, like, underneath it all, I bet you, like, if he was your friend, I go, he's not that, but, like, the things he he does this 4th of July video. Did you see this? I didn't see it, no. I heard something, something where he's, what, America's going through puberty or whatever. Yeah, but it's all very much, like, and, you know, sometimes you open up your eyes, and those eyes didn't want to be open, but you just got to sit back and let the breeze come through, and this is the 4th, and some people, they might not want to be open to the 4th or the 3rd. Or the seventh, but we live in a we live in a tumultuous time, and what is time? Like it's all oh, that. He's, oh, he's just like it's, fucking it's, taking like, bong rips, like dude, <laughs> wearing a poncho, just like it's straight up ayahuasca trip, dude. Like wax. He seems like that type of guy, though. You know what he seems like? The type of guy that you walked in, and he's doing that, and then you like went to get like some food. You came back, and you walk back in the house, and he's like. And the sky could be blue. Maybe we all a little blue. And you go, oh, you're still going? <laughs> He's like that college roommate everybody had where he was like, everybody had the crew. And then there was like the one guy they picked up for the extra room. He just kind of straggles on the couch. You walk by him. He just has all these fucking philosophies. He is the one guy. It's almost like seems like he's in an, it would be an informant. You had that guy in your house. You go, this can't be real, right? <laughs> yeah. You're not like, you're to bust us on something. This is not a real personality. Yeah, he's, I think uh, that's just being famous for too long. Like, dude, the amount of times that Matthew McConaughey probably in his life brought some fucking bitch home to the W Hotel in in L.A. and was like, you know, there's four planes of uh Oh yeah, probably like, brain. and she's and like, she, are we gonna fuck? And no, she's like, probably like, Jesus Christ, and you're brilliant too. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably a lot of girls are like, just like kind of vapid. And they're like, are we gonna fuck? And he's like, not before you hear the theories. <laughs> she's like, oh. Well, 
America or American. And that's a crossroads. We're all at a little crowd. No, that's he does it like that. Girls are the girls go to him and they go, He's trying to fuck them. He's like, you know, could I bring you back? And she's like, ah, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of married. And she goes, you know, every life has a crossroads. <laughs> and you make decisions and you live with those decisions. And your husband and she goes, Fine, 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 I'll, fine fuck. I'll fuck you just for the story. Just stop. No more of this. <laughs> but you sent the the so when we talk about, you know, their Hollywood bullshit. There is, that's why um, you sent this article that I thought was fucking ruled. But the ESPN, New York Times article. Yeah, it's pretty so crazy. Though. Rachel Nichols. Whole story's insane. The whole story's insane. Yeah. So she got hit on like a hot mic. She was, dude, she was, it was like in the Zoom thing where you, they were like, she was, I think she was in her hotel room. She had a camera on and there was like a main switchboard at ESPN and they were just literally... She forgot to turn it off, and someone was just, like, watching her phone call, her private phone call. And, I mean, so if people don't know, the whole story is yeah, she's, like, an NBA it. reporter. Okay, she's been doing it for, like, you know, 30 years or something. She's 40. I went and looked this because I feel like this context matters, like, a little bit. So yeah. she's 47. She's, like, one of the preeminent, like, female in a, like, you know, male-dominated thing. She's, like, NBA, does, like, their all their stuff. So uh, she was supposed to do the NBA finals last year. And then there's this girl, I think her name is Maria Taylor. Yeah. Who's like, also, you know, again, I'll totally say this. Like, I'm sure they're both equally qualified. It's not like some crazy hard job to go to Chris Paul after he scores, you know, wins well, a game. Honest, and he goes like, what were you yeah. thinking? Or whatever. Whatever. Like, it's no, not. No, but you're right. because But she says she was promised, like, in her contract to do that. And then ESPN had been criticized a ton about, like, diversity stuff. So they were like, we're going to have this black female girl who's, like, 30 Basically, we're like, she's going to do the NBA finals in front of you. She didn't even make a stink about it. She was on a private phone call being like, yeah, you know, like it sounds like the, you know, they're trying to do, cover their asses for their weak track yep. record on diversity. So they're picking her <clears throat> in a, pri which is like, yes, that is what they're doing. Right. Obviously, like it's obviously what they're doing. She said that in a private phone call, someone was recording her and then like leaked this recording. And all of a sudden she's just like crazy villain. And everybody's like, can you believe? And you're like. I mean, so I'm going to push back against you a little. Okay. Here. So basically, it, I'll just read the thing with exactly what she said. And she said, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. Um, she covers basketball. Nichols said, if you want to give her more things because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the feel, female side of it, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. I don't want you to find it by taking my things away. And I go, in my opinion, you, I get, you know, there is truth mm -hmm. to what she's saying, but I go, this sums up every single fucking woman in Hollywood. Yeah. It's that I'm for all your shit. I'll say all your stuff. As long as it doesn't take my thing away. I mean, I think that's everybody. You think there's no guy? There is plenty of guys that do it as well. But I'm saying there's also plenty of guys that don't fucking lie. Like, this True. is the mentality. But not of on ESPN. This is the mentality of someone that would say, yeah, take it away from a guy. Take it away from that person. Oh, for person. sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, but to me, so you are, I agree with you in the fact that this is obviously real. Mm -hmm. You go, hey, like you're supposed to. It would be gaslighting her, which is what they're doing when she goes, hey, they're trying to take my job away from diversity. And if that... It and they're saying, is like, no, it's just random. They're being like, no, it's just random. It either is or isn't what's happening. Yeah. And if they said, oh, we're, we're so all about diversity. And then they go, 
we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take your job. So that either did or didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not inherently racist as she said that. It either is true or it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And for her to be like, well, they're taking my job away because of diversity, um, and then for her to they're gaslighting her for her to say that. So I'm I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. But this this person who's been championing all the stuff and and all she's hoping is that the woman card could fucking add a oh, little yeah, juice. A- absolutely. She'd be the first person to be like, fire this other person who's been here for 40 years. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, know. Yeah, she might for some old. The problem is, is for her thing is it's her and then a bunch of former NBA players. So it's like it doesn't like the only way you get fired is the Paul Pierce thing. I don't know if you saw that. Tell me the Paul so Pierce So Paul thing. Pierce was on this panel show with her and I forget who else. And Paul Pierce, like one weekend, was on Instagram Live with like 400 people in his house and he was like wasted with all these strippers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, know that. Remember thing, that? Yeah. And he got fired for that. Like that's how you get fired from that gig as a basketball player or you leave. Yeah. And to go back to what you're saying, it is true. This is the big difference between, you know, when you have industries that are real, for example, like it's it's in sports, the guy who's the best is the guy who's the best in, you know, let's say hedge fund management, the guy who made the best best money, the most money may be the best Yeah, or a million other things in basketball fucking girl commentator. It could be anyone. It could be acting. It could be anyone. Yeah. And her basically thing is she's like, look, I've put in, you know, 25 years. I like, I've done the whole thing. I've, I, I fucking did I all your bidding. I yeah, said all the stuff you, you promised me, me this thing. And then, I mean, it's happened a million times where like, especially for, I'm sure women too, where they just, you know, the age, age old, like we just replace you with a hotter, younger version. <laughs> but she, but it's because but they're not doing anything that's like that crazy. So you're pointing out that she's saying this privately mm-hmm. as like, you know, everyone says this shit privately, you know. So, and my kind of point is, yeah, exactly. Like, that that's the fucking problem, is that she's lying publicly. Well, what else is she going to do? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Have she can't do? She publicly came out like she literally get fired. I'm. She works for Disney. I'm not saying telling anyone how to live their life. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you work for the NBA and the NBA says I need you to say this about gay people, I need you to say this about this group, I need you to say this about this, and you decide if you choose, you go. I'm gonna say all this stuff. Yeah, and I, and then you know whether I, I know what you're saying. She's saying like you, you know you've been saying all this stuff. Why are you surprised that we're doing it all of a sudden? Yeah. And then, and also it's like the, it's this selfish mentality. It's, and it's a lot of the fucking white people at the top of these businesses. They go, yeah, like we, she has, they, as long as they're fine, they have no, I, no care for fucking, if this fucks over some dude, whether that be, mm-hmm. you know, about a lie about some shit he said or a tweet or whatever it is, yeah. this person would never have stand up their neck for some other guy and be like, no, no, this is, they would fucking roll over all day, every day yeah, it's for self, anyone else. It's a self-preservation thing. It's like, it's easy. I've said it before. Where exactly. Like, we know so many people who have like zero sense of self-preservation in the arts. And you're like, 
Look, like, you know, especially stuff like this where you're like, it, they're taking it from somewhere. So it's like, if you're not going to fight for yourself, you're going to roll over. Like, you know, they're going to take it from your thing. But maybe. you were literally the guy in fucking war or whatever where they're like, hey, we're killing five people here. And you're like, him, 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 yeah, him. Yeah, 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 totally. So I'm just saying that, well, you may be right that she has a point. Oh, it's I'm also not like, like yo. You're you're the type of you're the person that's been telling everyone trying to you know yeah no my whole thing was more the public reaction from everybody where everybody was like can you believe well that's she it all thinks- getting convoluted yeah yeah, yeah. that's to but- me that's the it getting convoluted and almost them trying to binary. Uh, politicize this. You know what and I mean? I know. It was like on Twitter when it was trending and then I started reading it and everybody's like, oh, this is like, can you believe people like this think that you're like, it's what happened. It's well, that's the, the other part. So it's like whether you want to like say it's, you know, wrong for her to say that, which it's not. I mean, I guess people, but like people are literally trying to like end her life over this. Yeah. Like to take away, you know, she's working whatever ESPN for like 20 years. They're like, we're just going to something you said in a private phone call. Yeah. I mean, that part is like uh, uh, there's th- th- there's like three separate parts here, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm just saying this is the mentality that all these people have, and like we said, we've watched it with a bunch of our friends. They they all have the mentality of fucking uh, woke for thee, but not for me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, they're, they're like, yeah, we need no. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really their mentality is like we just need less white. Guys. She's using all the language. She's, yeah, she even. So but then, she wants to say she's saying take it from a white guy. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. My, but I don't even know if she probably gives that much of a shit about that. She just knows that's her card to play. Yeah, exactly. So it's for me, it's like you're playing this game, mm-hmm. and then whatever. Now you're losing at the game, and you're right. She's going privately, and then she's saying, "I, I just wish they would take it from somewhere else." This is you're right. She this was literally strat- exactly she what's was, happening. So this phone call was she was strategizing with LeBron James's. I saw that. Yeah, some, something like a guy works for LeBron James, like really close to them. Probably not anymore, but... Mendelssohn. 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 Mendelssohn, so Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn. She always wants girl status to compete with black status. And she th- she goes... Yeah, she she was at pause for a moment during the conversation, and she planned to wait for. E- she said she planned to wait for ESPN's next move. Mendelssohn, who is also white, said, I don't know. Uh, I'm exhausted. Between Me Too, Black Lives Matter, I got nothing else. Nicholson then laughed. Yeah. So she's with the guy being like, I know, it's all fucking. Yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's a lot. Yeah, so that's kind of what they were getting mad at, too. They go, I will su- she don't think any of that stuff. And you go, and then the people were, a lot of them saying, like, you know, we're, oh, we're super, oh, behind closed doors, the fucking, all these, you know, the liberal. Are- and, and But it is true. It's what you, what we, we both probably agreed on is that their job said, yo, Go out and fucking be an activist yes, if you want to keep your job. Exactly, and it's like you have to almost be proactive about it because then if you're not, you'll be seen as like not right. Do it. It's the, so the anti racism. She knows this is all a game, and then they said Mendelssohn throughout the conversation strategized um, how she compete, telling her that, uh, and then she said having two women competing over the same job was a sign of ESPN's wider shortcomings with female employees. So she's trying to say, the, I mean, but one saying? of the funnier things is, is like. It's a girl do, job. Do, no, but it's like, wait, you think guys want to fucking watch NBA and it's just the panels for chicks? Yeah, but also... It's like, there's one female job. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, there's one female job. and then on, Yeah, so that's on top of this. You go, yeah, you, and And sorry. it's like, that job didn't even, like, there wasn't one forever. And it's like, they made one. <laughs> they made it's a like, job But it's them. like, it can't be all... Like, I watch, like, you know, CNBC sometimes. And CNBC sometimes, you'll watch for two hours straight yeah, and you don't see one guy anymore because they like, they actually have made a lot of where they're like, really like it used to be. It was like hundred percent guys. Yeah. One woman here and there. 
like, like, yeah, I know but what it's you different. Mean. You know, it's like sports is like, I don't know. But, the, but just because you're competing with another girl for the job, it's like, they, what should you only be competing with guys then? It's just like the dumbest point where you go, oh, I, I, hey, uh, there's actually you and another girl up uh, pitting us against it's, each other. And it's like, goes, yeah, you, I you, mean, it's a job that we like. Well, we're not allowed to give it to a guy. Women. Yeah, it's like a job we literally invented for a woman. What, but she's basically saying like, we'll invent a new girl job. Yeah, basically. Or kick one of the guys out. Just yeah. not me. Yeah, like. So that's why I guess I don't have. I don't know if anyone I think cares it, if my, she has my sympathy, but I'm just no. like. Th- I just feel like it's such a. I think for her too. Summation of how these people go but, through life. But I think for her too, at a point because she's been doing this a long time, probably at a point for her career-wise, like being a woman and black was probably like the same footing. And that's then exactly, and then she kind of got ahead, and she was like ahead as being a woman, and yeah. then. She got like passed by black. So now she's like, yeah. So she was like, fuck, I was ahead. I got ahead. I broke from the pack and now I'm behind again. Dude, woman. woman, It's all jockeying. It's all jockeying. Women don't help. And you know what else? I know some, I was talking to like, I won't even put them on blast who it is or whatever, but just Asian people. And they were kind of saying. Ryan's putting all Asian people on blast. I'm just not going to say who it was because they're not open about, you know, like putting their, no, saying opinions like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they I, was were like, getting, like, I was just laughing at me. Like, it's a closeted Asian guy. I don't know. <laughs> like every day, he like tapes his eyes open yeah, or whatever. And, then I, and I go, he's Asian. <laughs> People, what? <laughs> but they were like, you know, they didn't go uh, on the narrative, and everyone immediately was like saying that they didn't help enough on this thing and blah blah. And they were getting yelled at, and it was just that thing where it's like. The basically the moral of the story is is if you play this game, they go, if you do all of the stuff that we want you to do, your prize is we will let you have a victim status. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I mean, it's the ultimate yeah. If you do everything, we will let you now you can be like, Oh, I'm Asian, so it's hard. But at the minute you go, uh, you know what? Men kinda have it harder. I don't know about this me too yeah. thing. The minute you cross one line, they go, No, you're not Asian anymore. Now you're white. Yeah, you're just back to white. You're a white man. Yeah, you're a white man. Go, must be nice. Yeah, so they go, the minute you don't go along with one single thing, they go, You're out, pal. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a lot of tolerance for the people so, who preach tolerance that are probably the best way to describe with this, um, the, the you know diversity or whatever and this goes with I fucking love diversity by the way I fucking love diversity diversity is sick yeah we, we need so some sick. more we diversity need diversity is, in bobbleheads diversity heads. is so sick yeah. I, I honestly saw so before the game one of the NBA finals I didn't catch what he was saying because the TV was off in the bar I was at but the commissioner of the NBA was like doing this whole like diversity in NBA like in you know like we need more diversity and all this stuff yeah. and then I was like no, do the do the players it's like so amazing that they could be like okay like diversity for the teams really bad that's such a like like if the best teams are the least diverse (laughs) always it's like and then everything else they're like no diversity is great for everything else but if you think it's clearly so bad not white then they're nailing diversity well this is what they mean so then diversity well no 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 no, 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 it just means they had that one Olympic team or whatever where they did put on a token white guy. I used to do that a hoopla. I did that joke for a minute where the Raptors parade and they were like, "This team's so diverse." I'm like, yeah. it's all black guys. <laughs> literally, in, I want. That's what I would guys. like. To, I wanted to do. That. I did an interview <laughs> about this where I just kind of mentioned it, but I just love the idea that, like, it, giving a like the UN or something awarding like China's cabinet a diversity win for having a hundred percent diversity. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like yeah, it's <laughs> not what diversity means. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, when women got included in diversity, it's even funnier. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I only fuck women who are diverse. Because <laughs> every woman is considered diverse. But there is kind of this idea where you go, okay, it's the it's the like you have to lie. So I, I think there are multiple multiple things where you go, diversity might be good, right? And or maybe it's bad in some things, or maybe you just want it. And there's all different things. Like you can probably say in basketball. Like messing around, meddling around with like the races and religions of the players would not have a positive effect on the league. I think everyone can agree on that. Mm -hmm. And then you might agree in, you know, commercials, for example, meddling around maybe would have a positive effect depending on who you're, what the product is and who you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. And so there, and then, so there's always this thing or in where there probably isn't any, uh, any plus or con like meddling around with who gets to host the Oscars, you know, yeah. it might not matter. Yeah. It might not like matter. if you pick a rapper or you pick a rock, it might not matter at all. Yeah. Cause nobody cares about it. So that you anymore. go, okay, so we, we know we want diversity and the cost here is zero. And then there's times where we'll objectively make it worse. And there's times where it'll be, and every situation is different and you have to lie about what they are. That's probably the problem. Well, you just have to straight say that there's no negatives. To, that's it's all positive. It's, but how can you how can you move forward when everyone's lying? So if you go, if hard. you say, hey, we, we want diversity on this comedy show. And you go, okay, listen, these women have been doing comedy a little less. In this specific scenario that I'm making up, you go, mm-hmm. the women have been doing comedy a little less. So the show will be a little worse. And they they say, okay, but we're willing to do that. As opposed to they, they say, no. Uh, it won't be worse. Yeah. And then you say, okay, so they're just lying. We can't really have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's all these people are lying. But if everyone could be a little more honest and you said, hey, what's the financial cost to, uh, in this thing, we have a thousand white finance people and we have only 200, uh, this many, whatever finance people, women, let's even say. Sure. Because in that specific thing, that's who went into that field. And that's, if you be honest and you say, this is probably the cost of like meddling around with this racially. Yeah. And then we say, is that we willing to do that? Fine. Yeah. And maybe even have that subsidized if you really decide as a country. And that's you important. could make a, you know, a calculation where you say it might be a cost now, but we actually might get paid out for this later. And there might be a, a bigger payout. Right. Later, maybe. But you'd have to say, it's like when you're talking about people and they say, this is going to be worse for your company. Right. Mm. Or this can be worse for the economy. You can say an economist can say over the last 500 years or whatever, how, let's say 200 years, when you raise the minimum wage this much, this is what's happened. Yeah. Those charts exist. Mm-hmm. So if you say, hey, when you raise this lever this much, this is how much it's changed. And you, if you look at some of the levers and you go, like at Hollywood acting, we did all this, we uh, changed it and maybe it, didn't change, maybe it didn't mess around with anything. Maybe in television it messed it around this much. And you, you can be honest about what those changes are. Yeah. You know, we you know what? We added five uh, women to this basketball station and it didn't really change it that much. Or maybe it changed it for a second people watched over yeah, here and then but they, they didn't came really back and, they didn't and it care. didn't actually yeah, and you can actually have an honest conversation about what what is making, you know, whereas mm-hmm. certain uh places like let's say a Comedy Central, they go, "We're going to go hard on this stuff." And it's objectively their ratings are way down. People aren't watching, and you have to pretend that that's not happening. Right? No. Well, it's like uh, we said it all the time. They like because we always share like they'll post, you know, posts or whatever that are like basically whatever. They're like 
an open mic comedian essentially and comedy central would be like here's this hot up and coming comedian and then the all comments are all like what is this like they're they're trying to tell their yeah. audience like hey this is what you like now and they're like the audience is like we stopped listening to you yeah a they're, long like, time they're ago. like why do we fall i don't even remember following this page anymore like why do i follow <laughs> this page like and yeah, and then but at Comedy Central they see it and it's like this cognitive dissonance where they're just like, no, they're wrong. Yeah, keep on the, keep on this path. But and um, like eventually they'll change their minds. I think that's true. But I would even extrapolate this to so many other things where it's like, it's very hard to have an honest conversation about any of these things. Like whether you say immigration and they go immigration, we should we should just objectively be for more and anyone who's again and. And every, most people that are, you know, economists or doing any sort of calculations probably agree that a certain amount's this. Uh -huh. And then you say, well, what is the effects? And they say, there's no negative effects. And you go, there's obviously positive effects and negative effects. And they're happening to different people. So who does this help? Who does this hurt? Yeah, it can't And they be. say, well, it helps everyone and it hurts no one. And it's like, am I talking to a fucking two-year-old? <laughs> Basically. I mean, you're talking to like a college kid. Yeah. You're talking to like and, a but they, not one that took economics. Of, no, no, no. For, no, it's like first week of college. So even if they are in economics, like they haven't changed their mind yet or whatever. But yeah, that's a lot. How of will it affect the bottom line of these things? How will it affect, how will moving this lever affect another lever? And they have to say, always good. And then it's like, well, then why not, if it's so good for every company, why not go 1000%? Because you just accessed a money printer yeah, that never stops. I know. <laughs> like if you say, if you say, hey, this hedge fund actually will help them to put all women there. It's like, well, they would have all women tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is like, there's only really like there, cause there is a lot of this in finance, but there's really, as far as I know, there's only one famous female investor. Who? Kathy Wood. That's it. George Soros. <laughs> George Soros. Whoever's behind George Soros. But it's like Kathy Wood's like the only one. So then, you know, and like they, they have a real push now where they're like, we need more women, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, the fact is, it's like there's still only one famous female investor. And maybe people would be like, oh, because they haven't been given the shot. But like, you know, she did it. She, yeah. She was the one who she went on CNBC like, I don't know, years ago. And she's like, Tesla is going to be a $4,000 stock. And they like laughed at her. And then like two years later, she was right. Kathy was been killing. Is she yeah. lesbian or straight? She's straight. She's super Christian. Interesting. Like hardcore. Hot? No, she's like sixty. I said, is she hot? Yes. Just... She's a queen. Well, okay. Before I move on, just quick, want to say a shout out to the sponsor, Fume, the best way to quit smoking and vaping naturally. And by the way, I had a stunt where I was vaping for six months and I quit at cold turkey vaping. I saw that. So I got these. They sent me a bunch of the fumes. They actually are kind of fun to dick around with. Cool. Because you sort of chew on it and it's no smoke and it's you it's, chew on it. It's a chewable. It's a it's like a wood pipe. Oh, got you it. You put stuff in it and you you can puff it and it kind of like is minty and there's different flavors and it's kind of like fun to it's do. Like the Popeye cigarettes. It's a little bit like for that. Adults. Without, yeah, some Popeye on that. For adults. And they're Canadian-made, handcrafted, wooden inhaler with no electronics, cores filled only with the benefits of sugar plants, no electronics, harmful chemicals, or nicotine. Helps with hand-to-mouth habit, nicotine cravings, menthol cravings, quitting stress. Head to breathefume.com and check out their Quit Naturally pack if you want to do it. I got out of the vaping game. It was I literally, I, at one point, I was vaping a lot, and I was just like, all right, I'm not starting smoking at 35. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> remember Soldo or Buddy Soldo? Like at like 32. He's, 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 no, he started smoking. I oh. remember he's just like smoking. I was like, dude, you I'm like, you're just taking up smoking right now? 
It's not. Like, in your 30s? And he's like, yeah. And then he's, I mean, he quit eventually, but I was like, dude, you're fucking insane. You're nuts. Yeah, you're just nuts. Sure. Well, this is kind of fun to do anyway, the breathe fume thing. So use the code BOYS for 10% off on your order today or go to breathefume.com slash boys and you can have the direct link there. Um, so, okay, there's, there's a few other things, but before, I just want to talk about the hot dog eating competition and a yeah, bunch of other shit too, but... Also, uh, I just thought this this article got sent to me, and it was such a perfect um, representation of the the last article where I'm saying it's always for everyone else, but not for me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And this woman said, "Returnal, why games need more badass middle aged women?" <laughs> so. <laughs> Women in video games are young and sexy or old and wise, but a character who's built up the strength and confidence and experience, sign me up. So you almost have to respect the hustle of women at this point where they can do a, a this grandiose grandstanding, tie it in with social justice, and you're like, what's your theory? Well, this is just a coincidence, but we need fucking more of what I am. <laughs> also, you should think we're hot. Haven't they learned their lesson about fucking with video games? <laughs> so crazy. Honestly, I find it so hard to relate sometimes because I like I don't play video games anymore. But I never, when I played video games, go, you know what's missing in video games? Fat. Me. Gay. Just I wanna <laughs> where am I represented in video games? Yeah. I was like, I wanted to be like LeBron James, like playing as LeBron James. Right. People were like, why can't I be me in this? Even Danny, when Danny does VR porn, he makes himself uh, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron James. James. <laughs> I bought Returnal, a video game from developer, without knowing a thing about it. None of that mattered because I was buying it for the gameplay. I, w- I, wasn't bu- I wasn't buying it for the gameplay. I was buying it because of its protagonist, Celine, who's an ordinary character. She's agile, capable, smart. <laughs> Your character is so fucking smart. <laughs> Facing a seemingly insurmountable challenge. But she's middle-aged. I finally get to see myself in a video game. It's funny she uh, announced that she goes... Hey, I actually didn't buy this video game because I like video games or liking to play it. I bought it because of. It would be funny if she's like, she's like, yeah, and uh, I bought this game. I didn't have the console. So after I bought the console and after my husband helped me set it up, (laughs) I uh, got to playing. Got to playing. (laughs) People tend to not pay me much mind because I lack the one thing that would make me relevant to them. Children, whether they mean to or not. To, the second someone discovers I don't have kids, they recoil slightly, not out of disgust or out of confusion. What does one speak to a 50-year-old woman about if not her kids? Well, Video I games. mean, what? Video games. Video games. But also, that's like, you're right. If you're in a small town and most people probably just hang out with their family and tiny friend group. So, yeah. But if you, if you are 50 and you live in like a major city, no one cares. We know plenty of those. Of course. But yes, if you are... A, a, like an older woman that lives in the middle of nowhere and you don't have kids, like you better be a librarian real quick. <laughs> Get those glasses up. Yeah, you better be a teacher or a librarian or no one's going to give a shit. It's an attitude that's replicated across characters in video games. Women in games typically are young, sexy, and old and wise. You go, why is that? Unless they're villains, of course, which they're sexy and evil. Tropes make better characters. So, yeah. Also, like, this... uh they can't, they're like, we don't need to have stereotypes and all that stuff. You know what I was thinking about women? Because women are like really against stereotypes, but they're always like the South 
you know, what about them? They're like, all people from the South are inbred and like, uh, of course, yeah, they're like, yeah, just as funny, like the stereo, like the worst stereotype, the tooth, what's the worst things you could do right now? Fuck, other than being a pedophile, maybe like being like a, you fuck your family and you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Incestual racist. Yeah. Whereas the stereotype to her is just like boring. <laughs> you're like an old 50 year old bitch. Like you're boring. Yeah, you're like, nobody cares about you. Anymore. Um, there's also the other idea that was making me laugh that you know how women are very like don't judge the past you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like never talk about it. you know you shouldn't judge my past but then uh, but then girls are like hey you need to apologize for like what happened in this country 500 <laughs> years ago yeah. Yeah. so so girls are like hey Ryan you need to apologize for what people in this country that you are don't even have ancestors in I'm the first one of my ancestors to live in America yep. but you should be apologizing for what happened yeah, I'm busy apologizing Five, for what's going on in Canada <laughs> 500 years ago every... and yeah for you but you go but I can't ask what you did in college <laughs> <laughs> I can't ask you what what you did uh with the who you dated right before me yeah. that's supposed to be off no one's business. How many dicks you sucked in my friend group? <laughs> apologize for all those dicks you sucked, and I'll apologize for colonialism. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm the first one of my entire lineage that lived in America. But you and there's you are right. They apologize for people in Canada. You go well. Make up your mind. I'm responsible for the stuff in Canada. Or the stuff in America. Can't be everything. But not both. Well, you're actually responsible for all the bad things on Earth. <laughs> Technically. Yeah, technically. <laughs> Anyways, isn't that funny? She goes, uh, imagine that. Uh, so they, they're they talking about Laura Croft, and she's um, she says that Laura Croft is smart and young, but it's unfair because Lauren Croft's not going to age, where they think that like gradually Lauren Croft's character should just be kind of old now. <laughs> imagine then what Laura would be like as a person 30 years after the first adventure. What would decades of ad- adventures taught her? What, so what if they... You know how people get mad when they sort of swap out characters with other characters? How do you think people would feel if Laura Croft now in the new game is 70? <laughs> instead of remember, instead of being hot, like, she's like, seven. And it's like, she's slow. Like the game's just so she much slower. She got saggy as tits, but she's so fucking wise. Oh, she's so wise. She's so wide. What friends had made her think and what frenemies? Yeah, they usually don't age the characters, but well, I've got an idea for her. Go make your uh, video game about a seven-year-old and see, see how, how it about, does. Sure, it will do great. See there's a fun, there's a funny thing in her thing where she goes uh, I don't know if you're gonna get there, but she's like if you're rapidly typing out a comment about how women don't play games or they only play Candy Crush, save it. There's only a two percent difference in the number of when men and women my age playing video games. I was like, no, there's not. <laughs> yeah. No, there's not. Like, you think so? Yeah, you think there's only a two percent difference between fifty year old men and women playing video games? I've never even heard of a fifty year old woman. My mom's never played a video game. In I her don't life. know a single one or heard of one. Like whenever you hear it, it like sears into your brain because it's such a rare thing. Yeah, you're like, shut up! No, you don't. Yeah, you're like, that's not two percent. It's like that. <laughs> A two percent. It's only a two percent difference. The same amount of men and women fifty years old playing video out of games. Here. <laughs> Also funny is uh, uh, on the kind of the same time. You know, everyone's like burning down the churches right now. Yeah. For it. Women hate religion, but then they make they always like or especially like your New York kind of liberal. They hate religion, but they uh, they make everything. They just make up their own religions. 
Like, obviously, you could say that about the woke stuff or whatever, but it always made me laugh. Like, my mom's, she'd be like, I just know that when we die, we like, we all are angels. And she goes, some of my, when our uncle died, she was like, you know, we just know he's watching over us. He's an angel. I go, what one's that again? <laughs> we get, everyone's an angel. Yeah. She just made up her own religion. She she, I go, you think you make up a religion better than Jesus did? Also, what a shitty thing where, so he's like, he dies and he goes, so I just got to watch them live their life for like then until they die. No, they look over you. But that's what I'm saying. For so, eternity. So no, then they look over someone else. Maybe your kids. Oh, uh, okay. Like right now you have, but so like you 20, die 000. and now you just, you have a job. The yeah. moment you die, you go, all right, uh, you got the, uh, Wal- Walton family or whatever. Just, just make sure to watch over them. And then yeah. when they die, you'll get relieved and you go, how long is that going to be? Probably about 80 years before yeah. the last one's but gone. But if they have any more kids, you might have to watch over the kids. Like you're, you're in charge of the lineage essentially. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but there's a lot of them too, that are your guardian angels. So right now you have every Polish Chuck that ever died. So when anything bad right happens, is it because they're just kind of sleeping? No, yeah. So if you ever feel like you were about to make a bad trade and someone grabbed your arm, that's all your <laughs> that's, Jewish descendants. Go, no! <laughs> no, no. You just hear like in your ears slowly. No, <laughs> no, dude. So I went to the hot dog eating competition, and you want to talk about going two hours outside in New York. And people are not into this New yeah. York oh, yeah. fucking that's, city that's a, slicker shit. That's a different uh, breed. So Joey Chestnut, shout out, 78 dogs, broke his own record by one dog. And he got 78 is what he got? Yeah, 78 dogs. I couldn't get in, so I straight up just, I, it was sold out. I straight up just hit up Nathan's. I go, like, Nathan's came through with the, with the shout thing. Shout out to Nathan's. So let me go through the few things Solid about dog. how insane this thing is. First of all, we show up. They start with a tribute to the cops. Guy comes <laughs> guy comes out. He's like, let's hear it for the fucking boys in blue. De Blasio <laughs> comes out. <laughs> he's he's announcing, right? So De Blasio, he's, wearing, he's got like a relish hat on. Yeah. People booing him right out of the Love gate. It. Everyone goes, fuck you. People go, where's your mask, De Blasio? <laughs> yeah. They're trolling him. He, he introduces the girl champion. And he goes, uh, Michelle, so-and-so, this. One guy goes, you deserve better, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> they, they hate de Blasio. De Blasio leaves. The next guy comes on, the DA for New York, the chief prosecutor. <laughs> so the head prosecutor. Did he come out to the Law and Order music? <laughs> boom, 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 he, boom, boom, boom. Like, ah! It's like his Stone Cold Steve Austin. I go, and we got a special guest. It goes, Bum, bum. And everyone's like, ah, oh, they know. And he goes, I'm going to put more people behind bars this year than ever before. He's got his two kids there. They both look like they're Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. So he's yelling. He goes, I'm here to keep these people safe and get the criminals off the street. Everyone's still wrapped up. Fuck de Blasio. You know, they're, they're still on de Blasio. They're mad. They love this guy. He's got his fucking kids. He's like, oh, he's got, he's got the mob attitude. Mm. You know what I mean? So they're going, the, the, he goes out. The second thing, the announcers come and take this very seriously. Oh, I am. So while the people are eating, he's yelling. He goes, this guy is eating with pure abandonment. He, goes, he, dro- he dropped a, he, he, someone dropped a hot dog on the floor and then they picked it up and ate it. And they go, the five second rule is in effect. <laughs> this is a sports legend, America. And they're, they're going on and on. At one point. Why do you have to pick up the floor one? Wouldn't that slow you down? Can't that's you what he was impressed with it. She, goes, she shut it down. He goes, and then instead of, uh, instead of letting it go, 
She goes, grabs it, down the hatch. Oh, this is a chick. This was a chick was that a did the five-second rule. And then once once he, he was... He, the announcer was real hyped on the five-second rule thing, right? <laughs> he, was, he, he hadn't seen this before. So when she picks it up, puts it in her mouth, and then he goes... <laughs> I'm honestly getting emotional right now. <laughs> no, he said, he "I didn't. swear to God, I'm, this is on." Did he start like humming the national on the anthem? boys? He goes, "I'm getting emotional right now." He goes, "This woman has the heart of a lion, a true champion." <laughs> That's how he brings her up. And he didn't say anything about her stomach. He goes, "The heart of a lion, the stomach of a bear." The announcers are incredible. I told you this yeah, before, yeah. but when someone pukes, the announcer goes, "A reversal." <laughs> Which is one of the funniest Are things. any of them ex-competitive eaters? Like, is it that thing where they no, get the ex-guy? Guy or no, like, no, no. But this is just like central casting. So, yeah, something like that. I think this guy is like an announcer guy. He's basically a carnival uh, wrangler. He's got a straw hat on. He, he raps at one point. Yeah. They bring some big guy on who's like the juice drinking champion, and the two of them rap together. It's strange. Strange stuff going on over there. And... Um, the They're like girl- juggalos? Is that probably the clue? No, like- no. This guy's like the type of guy that would step right up, everybody. Oh, he's like an actual car- yeah, yeah, Peanuts. He's a carny. He's a carny. He's a, the main guy that like hosts is a, his carny energy. And the, the dude competition compared to the female competition is probably one of my favorite things because the dude competition, there's 20, pe- there's 20 uh, guys. They all have their own intro music and they each have two referees. So when we walked in, there's like 40 referees and they have, they have two referees apiece, and they all have to agree that this hot dog was eaten mm-hmm. and they put it on the board. The girl competition, they're just like kind of on the honor <laughs> system. They go, the thing finished, they go up to the girls, they go, how many do you think you ate? They go, <laughs> just ballpark, it's fine. They go, they go, We're, we, the, the, the men's competition is starting soon, so don't, they take, are legitimately, don't take too long with the it, it It really is like that. They're, how many, I don't know. You, they, I think she ate 15. Well, so the winner of the girls won like ate like 28 or something. Yeah, it was like Joey just now eats 78. He's so much higher than do the you, other people. Do you know what, for the first time Joey Chestnut won, how many he ate? No, but he beats I'm, his own record. That's what I'm saying. Time. What was his first record break? I don't know, but him and Kobayashi had the beef. Yeah, yeah. So Kobayashi, he didn't want to sign a major league eating championship. So Kobayashi is the Asian guy, if anyone remembers. He used to eat, he used to do. And he would eat all the pizzas. They have oyster eating competitions. And a lot of these guys... Six, have, sorry, sorry, just sorry to cut you off. Six, so he, his first win, 2007, he ate 66 dogs. So he eats one more every year. He yeah. beats his own record every year. But a lot of these guys make their money. You know, they have a big YouTube channel. They do these endorsements. Uh, they do like, you know, grand opening at this place. And they're going to eat 80,000 pizzas, right? So Kobayashi makes a lot of money from his touring around being an eater, right? Major League Eating said, if you want to be part of our competition, you got to sign an exclusive contract. Kobayashi didn't want to sign an exclusive contract. So what he did is he set up his own competition outside of the original competition, and he ate more hot dogs than the guy to say, your thing is illegitimate. Then he broke into the competition. Cops had to kick him out. (laughs) So it's a whole thing. But right now, Joey Chestnut is so much better than the rest of the people at eating that a lot of people won't participate. Like there's two or three big eaters that have like, you know, like I said, big one guy, he just signed like a $500,000 meal or a deal with McDonald's where he eats the whole McDonald's meal or yeah. the whole menu. He goes, I'll eat every item on the menu. And you know, these are That's big a weird endorsements. weird thing that McDonald's would want. Yeah, but it's a big endorsement. Yeah, yeah. He does it on his YouTube channel. It's branded content. Mm-hmm. But you got to think this is big money. So he goes, it's not good for his brand to just go get spanked by Joey Chestnut. <laughs> That's true. 
So he's better <laughs> off being like, oh, just, I don't do major league eating. I'm just on the side. You know, I'm on the the underground eating. The yeah. same, you know that guy, the the basketball guy, uh, fucking the professor. Yeah, like that the, just does the all and, the tricks. The and one guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's like a big. I saw him do an interview where he was talking about why he didn't join the NBA, and he was like, "Honestly, it's just you know I'm a street baller, and I think it's about this for me." And he's he was like, ju- "Also, I'm not very good at shooting." <laughs> he was trying to justify <laughs> that the reason he was in the NBA. He had all these real reasons. He goes, "I do get asked this a lot, and honestly, the thing about that is I would join the NBA, but." You know, at the time, they weren't that huge on street ball. So there was that. And then now, I'm here to make fucking (laughs) dope-ass videos. And he's like, none of it's like, yeah, I'm not that tall. And I'm fucking... I'm white. I played like, you know, low-level fucking college at one year. Well, Ray Ray for Austin, who played for the Raptors, skipped my loo. He was like a street baller guy who went from street ball to NBA. But So it's not like... It's not unheard of. Unheard of, but, but I don't uh, think this guy's like you know. Maybe I'm. I'm sure that once the contract started getting pretty big, it, he would have taken one. He's trying for to ju- sure. So I, the best like, was remember the super. There's that one dude. There's always like the street ball. There's always one guy. He's like 500 pounds. The, yeah, like, those guys are the, the best. One, the one 500. Pound yeah, he looked dude. like C-Lo got good handles. Yeah, exactly. But like six six. Yeah. So all the 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 dudes are all the main few guys are athletes. There's two or three other guys that are good and they're all athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, Joey Chestnut. And then there's 40 guys. They're just fat fucking pigs. How many people compete? Like 15. I don't even know how you get into this, but it really reminded me of old UFC where before it became like the real deal sport. there were no weight classes. Exactly. You would just have a couple of fucking street fighters, Tank Abbott, those kind of guys. So there was a dude there. He's like on the circuit. He does podcasts called Chigger. He's just huge. He's just this huge ass white white dude. He's fat, like you know what I mean. Yeah. And him and they have beards. Him and this other black guy had huge beards, and it was disgusting because these guys don't even have systems. Like Joey Chestnut is methodical. He goes, he he eats the two dogs one at a time, and while he's eating the dogs, he dips the buns with his other hand and then switches. He has a system. Yeah. The other guys are like just all over the place. He's like, oh, they're covered in like wet hot dog. Ugh. Some of them use the Kool-Aid bun. instead of water. So they're they're gr- like legitimately, there was a few guys on stage that was just fat, gross guys. <laughs> you look at their total, chestnuts at 50, they're at like 14. They're cut, it's gross. Yeah, and you're like, what are you doing this for? Just to say I competed? I think so. Well, they must be, the, they're ranked, they give them the rankings. They all come out like wrestlers. I, they go, this guy's 14th in the world. Maybe they make some money where they go, oh, this other guy, he was the oyster eating championship of the right. state of you I, know Maine. I saw when that was going on, there was like, I don't know if it was that day, but it might have been that day. Also, they did um, like drinking a gallon of lemonade. Yeah, that was the, that's this, the, that's the big black guy. Yeah, the big black guy. And he, Huge black guy. Like he's, the, he's the champion. And he, goes, and he just drinks a gallon of. He has the record for the most lemonade. And he also raps with the carnival guy. Pretty sick. They do like duet rapping, and it's it's <laughs> it's it's a bizarre world. I got so sunburned; it was insane. Oh, you got yeah, you got literally. Oh, I got I got scorched. destroyed by the sun. Yeah, but the sun girls, the dudes are a little more like athletes. Like after after the thing, there was this guy I, I talked to. Him. But are the chicks all fat? They're not right. They're all small. Uh, the chicks look a little more like butch lesbians. Yeah, yeah. The chicks like one girl who was near the front. Pure Karen, like 60 years old, Karen haircut, like legitimately definition of a Karen. That's what yeah. she looked like. And she's fucking stuffing her old ass fat face with hot dogs. Um, most of them were a lot of Latino chicks. That was a big theme for the girls. Really? Yeah. A lot of Latino chicks were into the hot dog eating competition. 
But a lot, most of the dudes, I would you'd be talking to them after, and they go, ugh, ugh. and I go, do you puke? And they go, no, I can't puke because I don't want to train my body that we can puke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love how you're fucking like just chalk and shop with all these guys out there. <laughs> so I was pretty sick. Didn't win this year. So you must feel pretty bad right now. He goes, oh, yeah, I do. I go, and he cool. Was just, so you like, puke? but you, yeah, but Joey Chestnut <laughs> didn't feel bad. Joey Chestnut's walking around like, hey, taking photos, man of the people, because he knows how to do this. That's what I'm saying. It's like certain people are like their bodies are freaks of nature and they're like meant to do this. Yeah. Where certain people like they're not and they're st- <laughs> Well, he also approaches this not as like a fat slob who's trying to eat like all this. Yeah. He, he's straight up like Well, there's less room his- in your body when you're fat because I think your organs are expanded. Yeah. You but know? he's like trained his body. There's all the food in there already. He's really like trains. Like he has a regimen, he trains. Yeah, he fasts apparently, and then uh, I think they fill their body with a lot of water. Water to str- I remember seeing that to stretch their stomach out. Yeah, so that's they a big drink thing. Drink tons of water. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he was the. I thought he friggin' uh, Joey Chestnut was very impressive, a sports legend. I do agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> An actual legend. He's a sports fucking legend. I recommend anyone go to that. It was. So I'm gonna sick. go next year. I'll tell you one last thing. Is um so one last thing that was making me laugh is uh Gino uh Gino Bisconte's there, right? Yeah, he was there, yeah, something. And the whole time he he was he was yelling at de Blasio too with the, oh, the relish. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but more on top of that, Gino he spent the whole half time he's on the phone with his bookie. He's trying to find a guy to give him action on the oh, eating he's, he's trying to get a line on the He's trying to get a line, but no one will give him action. So th- there's no to make to bet against Joey Chestnut, you got to bet four grand to make a hundred bucks. That's so oh, you bet do, on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only thing you do real is bet over unders on Joey Chestnut, right? I, I saw that because Darren Ravel on Twitter goes, "It's a lock for the under," and he was basically like, "I'm max betting the under," and he was he's wrong. But he said like J- Darren Ravel straight up was like, "He's on this guy on Twitter." He didn't think he could do a seventy eight. No, I think the over under was seventy three, especially in the heat. I think it was seventy three and a half was the over under. And he straight up was like, no chance. He's like, I'm putting all my money on the under. And then everybody was ripping on him. They should be ripping on yeah. him. Yeah. You never bet against Joey. That's just a pussy bet. Dude. Such well, a, you're not betting against him. It's just the over Betting under. on the under is always such a girl bet to begin with. Mm-hmm. You should be ashamed. People who bet on the under. It's a well, you know what it is? It's because, maneuver. It is because the thing is, is you're winning immediately. Right? When you bet yeah. the under, you're always winning until you're like the end when you're losing. But you're also Whereas, betting on the like weaker fucking outcome too. Yeah. But it's like you're basically just, I mean, whatever. If you're sports betting, you just bet on whatever you think is going to happen. But it's, you know, when you're betting the over, the whole game, you're like, you're <laughs> trying to get there. You're trying to get there. You know, you're like, we're almost there. And then when you do it, you've won. Yeah. Whereas he, the unders, they're winning the entire time. He's out there though, trying to get, uh, He's out there trying to get uh, That's so a, a, funny. a bookie, and he said he said he called his bookie, and he's like, "Dude, I'm trying to bet the thing." And he goes, "His bookie goes, dude, I'm not doing eating competitions." <laughs> he goes, "Look, football will be back in a month. Just chill out." He goes, "I don't even want to have to fucking go watch that to like or whatever." And Gino said about fifty bucks too. Like, you're not even worth yeah. He's probably yeah. You're like. Oh. Anyway, I thought why couldn't was... you just be like, all right, Gino, what bet do you want to make? I'll just take the other side of it. Just to oh, be... I guess I could have done that. Just to be nice. You guys could just had some action. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could have done that. And then I'll tell you one thing. So I should have filmed this, but people don't know this. But I was so I was at Coney Island, which is pretty fun. And we went on the rides and stuff. Mm-hmm. But So people don't know this, but I am... I can beat the record at any mini basketball game. Yeah, you're a fucking... 
So I've never, lights out. You're basically yeah. Joey Chestnut. I'm Joey Chestnut of playing mini basketball. Yeah. So I have a stance. I turn my body into a gyro. Uh-huh. People don't. People. People probably listen to me and like, no, you can't. I've never not beaten the record. It's literally like Joey Chestnut with like the the hot dog. The I, bun, I have my system. The buns and so dogs. I shoot with one hand and I grab with yeah, the other hand. Just like, I'm like a a human. It's like yeah. I'm juggling. Yeah. I get into a flow state. Yeah, totally. And so I went to the the thing. And there was a bunch of like, uh, like these, like kind of like, like a I don't not all black, but like urban kind of you know dudes that were hanging out at the basketball machine, yeah. like some a lot of like <laughs> Puerto Rican dudes yeah, and stuff course. like that, right? Yeah. And I went up. The record was like sixty five or some shit like that. And I I went up and I was talking shit immediately. And I go, I'll break that record. I'll put any money on. I go, I'm not gonna take your money, but like it's it would be rude of me. But <laughs> and they all stepped aside and immediately sixty five. I shot out ninety two. The record, and I went, and then I went hung out the park, came back, still up. It's, yeah. so I've never not be able to break the record. That being said, sometimes probably everybody's like, "Who was that?" Some, guy? Yeah, they go, "Who the fuck was that guy?" I go, "I'm a podcaster, comedian." <laughs> they uh, reset some of the records. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they get reset once about. a week or once yeah, a month. Yeah, a yeah. lot of these places, mm-hmm. I've never not broken a record, and I've broken probably like thirty of them. Yeah, it's a flow state. I mean, I played against you. It's a, you're very good. I see other people. I go, you're not like me. No, it's, <laughs> you got you got a good system. Yeah, I I I get We're in a flow state and like this, and then I go. It's on your tippy toes because you need all of the gyro because the thing starts moving. You need to be perfectly still. Mm-hmm. So you need your body to not move at all. So you almost it's like if you were trying to hold like something and you need it not to spill, but you were on like a treadmill. Yeah. Like that's what I do with my body. Just, that's a perfect way to explain it. Yeah. If you were holding a, a glass of water that was really full while running on a treadmill, <laughs> that's how I, that's the type of, uh, what do you call those gyros or, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably a different podcast. What are these gyros? <laughs> anyway, fucking shout out to Joey. <laughs> That's cool though. I want to go to Coney Island. There's um, a, my girl has a. This is not really Coney, but because you're saying you're at the f- carnival. Yeah. So she lives in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in like you know a nice area in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and then just on her street, the whole block has turned into a ten day carnival. It's like the CNE in Toronto. But like super shitty. Really? But it's like blocking off. It's literally outside of her door. Like there's like a fucking one of those spinning things, you know, where everybody pukes. What the fuck? Like I was, and she's like, yeah, this just like popped up out of nowhere and it's there for 10 <laughs> days. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like you have to like, you can't even get, you, have, you can't even walk down the sidewalk to get it. Let's go to it. We go. Yeah. It's like outside of her fucking door, but I was Dude, like, this is crazy. So just plop this outside of your door and you're like, this is here for two weeks. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Carnies abound. Dude, this is like the real carny shit. Cause oh, like real every deal. game is like it's just like a little trailer. They drive it up, and you know, they're on to the next thing like in two weeks and someone dies every year. Oh, for sure. That's shooting fucking, the sp- spray in the water and sick. all that shit. Well, I want to do that. And um we have a few sick questions that we're gonna answer on the Patreon. And also I'm gonna go we're gonna go through the the Trump shit um with and the big, t- like the Trump stuff and the Facebook extremist shit. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna go. The through best all that. was oh my Chelsea god. Chelsea Handler said some wild shit. So we're gonna talk about all that. How he's yeah, how he Patreon. pronounced the the Google the Google CEO's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go through all that shit. But <laughs> all right, come to the shows. Tell a friend about the Boys Cast. And again, patreoncom slash cast. We're getting close to having a pretty solid fucking community over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah Patreon.com slash the boys cast. If you don't mind, tell a friend and come to the shows when we're in your city. Thank you for listening. Peace. Aye.